Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for over five years and have three little girls. Are we marriage experts, parenting experts, life experts, perfect in every way? Not even close, but we do happen to have a microphone and, more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week, we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. This week, we're beginning a new series about legacies, and our prayer is that you are encouraged and lifted up after listening. Let's get started. I'm Dan, and this is my wonderful wife, Bethany, and we are a woodworker and wife. I'm the woodworker. And I am the wife. (laughs) So two weeks ago, we finished up a series about obedience and faithfulness in times of uncertainty and discussed our experience with our miscarriage. If you haven't heard them yet, you should definitely go back and download them later. We took last week off, and this week we're beginning a new series about legacies, and we'll be discussing how we are promoting a legacy of learning within our home. Yes. Yep. So let's start out by defining (laughs) legacy. (laughs) Yeah. The definition of legacy, according to Merriam-Webster, is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. For example, the war left a legacy of pain and suffering. And I think something we need to point out there is even in the example that it is not something uh, physical. Okay. But pain and suffering is something that is uh, felt, felt, yeah, yeah, or learned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's Merriam-Webster, but let's uh, take it a step further. How does the Bible define legacy? Uh, So in researching for this week's episode, a search for legacy in my Bible app, brings up nada, nothing, zero verses. A couple of devotionals, but no verses in the Bible. But I think there are plenty of instances where we can apply godly wisdom, character traits, and situational examples to the framework of legacy based mm-hmm. on what we know and from the definition. Um, furthermore, the I'd say the typical approach to legacy may involve money, especially inheritances being passed down generationally, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, you hear about legacy students at a university or private school, and that's usually because they're the son or grandson or daughter, granddaughter of previous students, generationally yes. speaking, and so yeah. as that gets passed down, oh, they're a legacy student, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would, as Beth said, you know, it's legacy doesn't necessarily involve something physical. So we'd like to argue that legacy involves much more than material things, especially as Christians. Yes. There's a lot more to it. Uh, so in researching, I came across an author named Bill High. He's a, a former attorney. And for the last, gosh, like 15, 17 years, he's been the CEO of The Signatory a global Christian foundation, and he has written about legacy from a biblical perspective. And he writes, quote, Legacy focuses on what will endure. It's about passing on things of lasting value to those who will live on after us. Legacy involves living intentionally and aiming to build into the next generations for their success. Instead of having nothing to say on the subject, the Bible informs our idea of legacy as we ask, 
what is most significant to pass on to future generations, and how should we go about it? So I've placed a link to this article in our show notes. In it, he also shares 10 Bible verses that touch on biblical legacy. He's also written a blog post on his website called Seven Things I'm Learning About Family Legacy. And of the seven, here are four that stuck out most to me. One, the greatest family legacies are built upon a foundation of values or beliefs that transcend the family. Two, you can't build an enduring family legacy without a spiritual component. Mm -hmm. Three, uh, quote, he says, uh, they look back, or you look back, you continue to revisit and tell stories that got you where you are. The good stories and the painful ones deserve equal footing. Yes. Right, and we're on episode eight right now, but if you've been listening to any of the first seven episodes, (laughs) it's all about our story. Yes. Right, our testimony yeah. and how God's worked yeah. in our lives. Our most current stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think down the line, that's something that as we tell it to our kids and so on, they're going to maybe appreciate, hopefully, the the journey that we've been on. Hopefully. Within that context. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, the fourth one, uh, he says, quote, The greatest wealth is never in money. It's about individual family members achieving their God-given potential and still remaining connected to the large family dynamic. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that was specifically about family legacy, which I guess really is the underlying, I guess, umbrella of legacy that yes. we're looking at here yes. in this episode and the next. So all this to say, our goal as individuals, partners, and parents is to leave an enduring legacy that's multifaceted and multi-generational. And we'll chat more in the next episode about this goal. For now, we want to focus on one specific legacy that we've both found important in our previous life as single people. Yes. <laughs> and as a family, and that is the legacy of learning. Yeah. I mean, we were both teachers before we entered into our current occupations as woodworker and wife. Uh and therefore come from just a background of learning being extremely important in our past. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that has uh, continued on as we got married and then had kids. And um, I mean, even um, as we speak right now, we are, you know, well, we, I am homeschooling our, our people. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's continuing to trickle down. But um, one thing uh, to jump back into is that as teachers in the public school setting, our goal was not to just uh, have our students develop a um, love of learning and to leave that legacy of learning behind. But we are hoping to, without stating overtly, because you're not allowed to legally overtly state anything um but about our faith about our faith and so you know just showing the love of christ yeah planting the seeds of christ and yeah um, being able to encourage students as best Mm -hmm. we can and that's that spiritual aspect of legacy that you're Mm -hmm. discussing as well so an underlying you know component to that legacy of learning is that spiritual even when we weren't we didn't even know each other So yeah, so anyway, our primary focus has switched from our students 
to our, our kids. To our new students who yep. happen to be our children. Yep. And, <clears throat> and in addition to that, ourselves too. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. You definitely need self-growth yeah. um, throughout any facet yeah, of life. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and I would say that establishing that legacy of learning with our kiddos has it's been good so far Mm -hmm. um definitely developing that curiosity is very important and giving them plenty of opportunity um you know our middle child middle daughter likes to emulate her older sister oh man (laughs) yes big time and then the big sister she's got a tremendous curiosity and yeah, imagination. Does. Oh man, um, you should watch that kid tell a story. Her facial expressions are yep. amazing, Different and she'll tell it and... to you about two inches from your face, so it is like right there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yep. So she's developed good imagination and communication skills in yes. that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's also been learning to read part of homeschool. Yep. So I mean, she's four. Yes, she is. Doing kindergarten. Yes. Because she needed the challenge. Yep. I mean, really, that girl needed to be cognitively challenged (laughs) because she was just already on the cusp with, I was doing preschool, and I call it lazy preschool because it was not intensive. Um, And it was just, like, over the process of two years, we went through the entire alphabet. Like, that's that's slow preschool. And uh, she... I mean, but you know our story, so you know why it took two years. But um, she was just about there with, like, knowing all of her letters and the sounds that they make. We just needed to put it all into action. And so it was just kind of like, man, if we don't do kindergarten now. Anyway, I digress. I could talk about homeschooling and our children a lot. So, um, but in order to establish that legacy of learning with them and that love of learning with them, we have to be learning. Yes. And demonstrating that so dan yeah. how so so how are we currently doing this I, we've broken it down at least for me um professionally versus spiritually yes for both of us we've broken this down so for myself um and i've been tremendously slow with this and so i'm i've got to set better goals to finish this mm-hmm. but i've been working toward my builder's license doing the online coursework um, because i want to get to a point where I can take on bigger jobs, mm-hmm. but also get to a place in a few years where we're, bu- we're building homes yes, professionally. And so part of that is you got to get your builder's license. Yes. And that means a lot of learning kind of back to doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And so that's one area. Um, another area is I like to figure out new ways to build or do processes to make them more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or more beautiful, or more beautiful. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, one way that I do that is, um, you know, currently I'm subcontracting with a few different companies in town, and one of them, a, a cabinet shop, has been great at answering my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I went in and said, "All right, here's a block plane. I'm I don't I know nothing about how to use it." Yeah. And so the owner took. 10 minutes and showed me how to mm-hmm. get it set up and you know it's didn't really have a flat bottom even though it was brand new and so telling me how to get that fixed oh. and then you know cool. just being able to work with it and yeah um, whenever I have questions related to cabinets or finish mm-hmm. 
you know, they're great for doing that. I would say, too, another way you ask for people for help is a lot of times you'll post on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Hey, would you go this way or this way? Or how would you tackle this? And then you have a lot of woodworkers and other craftsmen who follow you and they're like, oh, yeah, I do it this way. Or um, here's a link to a video or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So that's another way you have community there. And so. Yeah. Yeah, doing that. Then also YouTube. I mean, when I taught, there would be instances where a kid might say, oh, hey, I struggled with this concept. All right, well, you know, I've made a video about this Mm -hmm. where I walk you through the process. Like, there's no, like, three ways to do this process. There's one. There's a video about it. Hashtag anti-common core. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, like, I would be like, hey, did you watch the video? And... Most of the time it was, no, I didn't. I gave up, whatever. Um, But I still find YouTube to be such a huge um, source of information and learning Mm -hmm. potential. Yes. Uh, So when I'm, especially when I'm doing carpentry tasks, whether it's, you know, finding a certain angle for doing crown molding or, uh, gosh, I even looked up today scribing a cabinet to a wall. Because the wall was not flat, but the side of the cabinet was. And so I've got a, I had some sandpaper. I was hand sanding the side of the cabinet where it's oh, beveled sheesh. just so that I can get it to line up and meet flush, flush with the wall. Yeah. Um, so YouTube and, and the internet was great for that. Um, another area is other podcasts that I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And before I say that, I just want to say that our episodes are on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I just got it refigured out, configured tonight, and they should be uploading. Starting with this one? Uh, I'm working on doing all of them. Oh, nice. Going back and re-uploading them. So they should be working by the time you guys listen to this. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Where am I at here? So other podcasts. um, Obviously, we have marriage podcasts that we like listening to. Yes. Um, I was listening to a good one today. Yep. So I'll stick professionally and then we can include that in the spiritual one. Yes. Uh, so professionally, the Protractor podcast with Martin Holsinger. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Um, and then Modern Craftsman, which comes out every Monday. It's like a two-hour episode mm-hmm. every week with a couple of different mm-hmm. GCs and builders interviewing someone in the trades. And It's the... Protractor one, we the one we listen to a lot in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one I, I actually find entertaining as well. Yeah, like there's usually some interesting things. Like I don't listen super intently um, unless somebody like is like, oh yeah, that kind of because I'm always I'm your second pair of ears. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a more so modern craftsman isn't very scripted. I mean they're interviewing yeah same general type of questions each week, but they're just having a conversation for two hours, which I enjoy. Because it gets me through my mornings pretty well on Mondays. Uh, Protractor podcast. His goal is to inspire, educate, and motivate yes. other contractors, and they're the same types of questions every week. Or interviews. Or inter- yeah, interviews. Um, but they're great. I mean, I've yes. listened to. We've gotten several. a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. Woodworking, more like a how to run business type stuff. Yep. Um, because I, I mean, I don't know 
my woodworking knowledge is vastly smaller than yours. It's not nothing. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> but with it being a team effort here, yeah. you know, I, I need more help running the business aspect. Yes. Than I do in the shop. Um, yeah. So those are some of the areas professionally, I'd say, where I am currently learning. Yes. Um, you know, other things on the horizon, uh, profit first for contractors. Mm-hmm. Books. Uh, yep. So reading books. Yep. So that one is, I think, is it Mike McCallowitz? Is the author of Profit First, but then Sean Van Dyke came out and did Profit First for Contractors. So, I mean, if you're not a contractor and you have no idea who I'm talking about, that's okay. Um, (laughs) But these are things that I'm listening to regularly, at least. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? So, professionally for me, my uh, professional hat, I would say, what, homemaker? Mm kind of covers all of the wife and momming type stuff um so for me definitely um living in community is a huge huge thing for moms Uh, especially if you are a stay-at-home mom or not even even if you're a working mom either way because i've been both uh it's so important to have community um and i do that uh currently through mops so mops is an international organization, nonprofit, and it's called MOPS. Uh, it stands for Mothers of Preschoolers, not like women who just mop all the time. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and I've been a part of MOPS now. What is this? My third year. I've been on their steering team. Yeah, third year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on their steering team that entire time. And it's just a lot of good information. So we bring in speakers um, who speak on somewhat, sometimes a little more spiritual, but a lot of times it's just really um, how to mom. And that includes self-care. That includes meal planning. That includes organization. That includes um, parenting, marriage, all of those things. It is just, it covers such a variety of things. Um, Our next meeting is meal planning, which I'm super excited about. Um, hopefully making a really cool video uh, to go with that. We'll see. <laughs> and um, just need to double check on that. And uh, no, it's all, it's amazing. So if you can, I would say check out and see if there are any local MOPS groups in your area. And if there are not, see if there are any mom groups that meet at churches. Um, and I And I highly recommend the churches aspect because you know that the people there um, will be willing to pray for you and come alongside your family um, spiritually as well as physically. Um, So you're not getting just that physical person there, but you're getting that person who's going to deeply care for you and pray for you and all of those things. Love you like Christ. Uh, So definitely living in community. Um, Talking to your doctor, that's a big one. Um, So like a few weeks ago, Eleanor had her 30-month checkup. That kid, we have been struggling with her sleeping through the night for a while now. Mm -hmm. She just never has consistently, ever, ever. No. Every time we would start to get consistency, she would cut a tooth. No joke. And that girl cuts teeth for like six weeks. For one tooth. That's just one tooth is six weeks. Yeah. And she's miserable. For six weeks. For six weeks. Poor kid. Um, She's really tough every other way except for that. 
The teeth. The teeth. They 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 are her downfall. Um, so just talking to the doctor about how to get her to fall asleep better, blah blah blah. How can we get her to fall fall sleep through the night, so on and so forth. Um, I just had Lucy's checkup her four months, and we discussed just a few different things that we could be doing to help with her arm strength because she does not like tummy time that girl uh it's hmm. not her favorite but we're getting there so anyway definitely talking to your doctor um they see a lot of people they are a wealth of knowledge and it's really extra special if you have doctors who are friends of yours because you can ask them all sorts of questions and they're like no that's normal and you're like okay fine yep but you don't have to pay for the office visit <laughs> that, that's true too <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Google, Google is mm -hmm. great. I have found a lot of things just by Googling it. Um, lots of good parenting articles out there in the world. There's one in particular that just reoriented our relationship with our oldest, Jean. She, we were having a tough time. Three is hard. Three is no joke. Mm -hmm. Four is so much better. Um, that being said, you as the parent have to establish how your relationship is going to look with your child and you are the the basis for that so if you at this age so if you're struggling with your kid and there's you know i would i would like to put a caveat in there you know and there's no other underlying condition or other underlying issues going on there then you are the basis for making that change happen um, because they're not capable of it. They don't know. They're still mm -hmm. learning. Um, and yeah, so We have to remind ourselves frequently that, you know, why did you do this? What are you doing? Oh, wait, you're four. You basically have no brain. <laughs> yeah, just because they have an experienced life. And so they yeah. don't know what they're doing and they have to learn it a dozen or 20 or 50 times. Before it sinks in, yeah. you're just repeating that crazy train over and over. Yep. So that requires patience. patience and grace on your part. Yes. Which you have to lean into the Holy Spirit for those because those are fruits of the Spirit, not fruits of Bethany or Dan. Mm -hmm. Or you can put your name in there as well. So if you're struggling with patience, that means that you need to not pray for patience, but say, Holy Spirit, come right now and intercede and be my patience. Because you, those are fruits of the Spirit. If that makes sense. Well said. Anyway, uh, what else here? Brainstorm with Dan. Yes, I often run my ideas by him. What do you think about this crazy idea I have with our kids? And you're like, yeah, that sounds... That sounds good. Good or meh, bad plan. Mm -hmm. Usually it's good. Usually I'm not too crazy. Yeah. yeah. No. And I, and I brainstorm too if I've yeah. got a question about design. Yeah. Or some facet. Mm-hmm. Or I just don't know what I need to get from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's that too. Yep. Yep. Yepity yep. Yep. And I think one other area... Um, you know, a long time ago when we were kind of planning out what we wanted this episode to be. Yes. You talk about TED Talks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I like to put TED Talks in the category of um, random knowledge. Typically, yes. I have, 
I don't think I've ever come across a parenting TED Talk, but you know, I don't know if I've looked one up on there. Maybe that should be our goal to present, <laughs> like co-present a, a TED Talk about parenting. I don't want to be a professional parent information giver. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I just don't feel like I'm an expert in that area. <laughs> we can start out, hey, thanks for welcoming us. We are not experts. Well, we do start off our podcast that way. Yeah. So I'm just spitballing here. But <laughs> anyway, I am an expert in all things Bethany. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those, that, <laughs> all those things give you an idea, per, like professionally, quote unquote, uh, what we're doing to learn. Yes. And by doing those things and sharing them with each other, mm-hmm. um, and then some of that even ekes out into, uh, I don't know if that's where it ekes out. Yeah. Ekes out into our family and our relationship with our girls. Yes. And so if they see us learning or reading, mm-hmm. they become interested in that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, that's one category of what we're doing. The other oh. category. I listen to podcasts too. In the car with the kids. There you go. That's right. And then they're like, we want music. And I'm like, I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So anyway. That was I wanted random. Jesus music tonight and I got Lego movie yeah, too. Yeah, they wanted Disney <laughs> or Lego movie music. Anyway. All right. So the other uh, area that we like to learn uh, would be spiritual. Yes. All right. So we got to keep learning in order to leave a legacy of learning. And spiritual growth is a big part there. Because um, we definitely want to leave a legacy related to that. Yes. What we want to be known for. Mm-hmm. So, one area within that, church. Yes. Wait, is that community again? Living sure. Living in community. It's a okay. good thing. Yeah. 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 Yep. Definitely have to go to church. Um, just because people who... Um, went to school, usually, have a lot of background knowledge on Bible and Jesus and all things spiritual. I didn't go to school for that. You didn't go to school for that. Mm-hmm. They did. They are Bible scholars. We are not. And so because of that, we go there and we seek knowledge. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's why we go to church. Yep. To live in community and to... Well, and not to just learn for ourselves, but to also um, help others. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Anyway. Well, and that gets into, like, Bible studies, small groups. Yes. It's um, so obviously, like, Bible study, you're studying parts of the Bible. And, mm-hmm. um, We've led multiple small groups, I would say, previously, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. at our old home. And then I have been a part of a couple of small groups since then. Um, and hoping to start back up with a couple, with our one small group again here, mm-hmm. um, hopefully next month, I'll talk to them again. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely we've been a part of small groups. We like to do those as a couple. Yep. Um, yeah. So a couple small groups are good because I mean, there's certainly a place in time for developing friendships with couples. Yes. Um, you know, the guys could get close, the women get close, and yes. then yours, couple friends. Yes. Um, but there's also something to be said about gender-specific yes. small groups. Yes. 
Um, so you're in a ladies group? I am. Uh, once a week, we head up there. It's the same church that I do moms at, which is not our current home church. Um, and um, actually has never been our home church. No. No. Anyway, uh, but they have a wonderful um, Bible study ministry there, and they meet every Tuesday morning, and it is great. I have done um, a couple of Priscilla Shire studies that are just, I come home and Dan is like, I'm like, I call him on the way home. This is what I learned today. And isn't this awesome? And I learned that I do like every week, don't I? Um, and uh, it's it's phenomenal to be learning in community with other ladies. Um, just because it's so, it's so good to be, because they can put a different perspective on things, especially when, it, you know, it's, it, there's one gender in the room. Mm. You kind of tend to have, similar thought processes and you're like oh i'm not the only person who thinks that way you know or the only person who has experienced whatever um and and it's a lot easier to be open about that because of similar backgrounds i'm not even trying to yeah it's just a lot easier to be open about it um so yeah yep and i'm uh i'm a part of two men's groups yes so well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One men's group, uh, my buddy James had invited me to. He had a, quite a few friends that go to another church in town. And most of the guys in the group are from that church, from Radiant. Um, James and I are not part of that church. But James invited me and I started coming. And I mean, I feel like that's been going on since late fall last year. Yeah. It, I mean, it's been yes. going on longer. But since I've been attending, yes, I think was over since, a year. No. Just about, I don't, just about a year. I think we were here. Yeah. We were living here. So yeah. We've about been a, year. Here a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's been a great group. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot and mm-hmm. had developed friendships with some of the other guys. Um, and so there's a lot of growth that takes place there, especially when you're, you know, when you're in the, in a group of the same gender, you're able to be um, a bit more vulnerable. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, iron sharpens iron, so you're able yeah. to support one another mm-hmm. better than you are in a couples group, because there's certain things going on in life that just mm-hmm. isn't appropriate for the other sex to. Yeah, well, for someone else's spouse hear. to know mm-hmm. firsthand, yeah, yeah, that that unless you, yeah, yeah, it can be difficult. Anyway, moving on. Yep. Uh, and then the other group I have is uh, also a men's group through the church we're attending now. Yes. And that one you're co-leading. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than just attending. But I'm one of those crazy small group guys in that both of them meet at 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, sure, because that's when... Everyone is well, up for when, work. Yeah. Well, and that's when your brain works. Like, yeah. nighttime is not the best time. You are a morning person. I am. And I am not an afternoon person. <laughs> no, but seriously, you've known me long enough. Afternoon is not nope. prime. Crash. I'm terrible. I can't do anything in the afternoon. That's why my teacher planning should always be in the afternoon, like the end of the day. So you can take a nap? No, just because I can't think. My brain does not work. So I should not be teaching children <laughs> at two in the afternoon. It's a bad plan. Anyway. 
right. And then uh, the other area spiritually that I'd say we're learning is podcasts. Mm-hmm. So there's a handful of podcasts that we're listening to pretty regularly. Yes. That are probably the same category as ours. You know, Similar, Christian yes. marriage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, marriage after God. Yep, marriage after God. Naked we, marriage. Naked marriage. Um, um, I'm the I'm between podcast. Oh yeah, I need I need to read more of those. Yep. Or I, read. I am their last name. I'm. I think we've listened to some fierce marriage. Yes, fierce marriage. That was the other one. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, I forgot to mention. I listen to Risen Motherhood mm-hmm. sometimes, and that is a really good mom podcast. Really good. Okay. I've listened to one called Dad Tired. Yes. I, I found that for you. I was so excited. I was like, this sounds right up his alley. Yep. So just a a good uh, parenting ones there. Yep. In and then the one, the uh, so the Marriage After God by Aaron and Jennifer Smith, they have the, an online marriage ministry. He's done like a men's ministry called Husband Revolution, mm-hmm. and hers is uh, Unveiled Wife. Yep, Unveiled Wife. Yes. So and shout just, out to them. Yeah. We don't know them. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but we did just get some of their books yep. off of Amazon. So you're reading currently a 31 day study. Yep. So uh, a devotional for husbands. Yep. Husband after God. Is there a wife after God? I I don't remember. We need to look. Yep. And then there's um, 30 or 31 prayers, prayers for your yeah. husband yes. and 31 prayers start. for your wife. Because I got the wife one. Mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How do you like it so far? I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. Some good good insight there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it gives several Bible verses to read through, mm-hmm. and then it's a devotion, and then there's a page-long prayer that you pray, yeah. and then they've got it... Um, uh, They've got a challenge each day. Mm-hmm. So like one challenge uh, a few days ago was to initiate a date night with your spouse yes. with food, drink, yes. and um, just some, I'd say some intimate time, but it was spiritually intimate. Yes. And that it was washing your feet, yeah. just like Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Yep. And then explaining the purpose of that and why we were doing that or, mm-hmm. you know. How I care for you, and yes. so we did that, and then just ate snacks and watched TV afterwards. <laughs> yeah, well, I was um, touched. I mean, I cried. So you know, by the time you do the emotional, spiritual, then I was kind of tired after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your challenge today? Was it serving? Because you kept trying to like out serve me at like breakfast. You're like, I'm gonna make you coffee. I'm gonna No. No. Wow. But anyway, I have noticed that you've been doing that a lot more lately. Yeah. Like trying to like, no, I'm gonna serve you. And I was like, No, I'm gonna make you breakfast. <clears throat> well, not really that competitive. But that's yeah. ended up happening anyway. So, I mean, yeah. Church, small group, Bible study, podcasts. Yeah. And uh, individual Individual devotional time, individual devotional time slash yes. reading Bible, yes, which we're not great at. Getting better all the time. You're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But working on it. Yes. Well, and oh. that's why we re- bring in other books. Um, I've never been the best about just sitting down and just reading straight out of my Bible. I like to have something to supplement that. Mm-hmm. 
um, just because uh, it's good to have that other perspective. I don't know. I'm not sure how else to... Um, and I don't want to misinterpret. What we really need to get is, what are those called? Those big uh, study books that go with Bibles. Study Bible? No. Uh, like an anthology or a, yeah. like a systematic theology? Yeah, whatever those things. I re- break everything down. Oh, yeah. I found uh, Wayne Grudem, Systematic Theology. I've read parts of that before in certain trying times where spiritually I wanted to know Oh, like yeah, yeah. both sides of mm-hmm. an issue and you know that really helped anyway so jumping ahead how are we instilling this legacy of learning approach with our kids yeah so uh why don't we start off with uh we do take our kids to church yep they definitely go uh and they've been learning a ton in they are their in their sunday school class yes yeah jane has been coming back with lots of good stuff uh, but that being said, you cannot fully depend on your church to teach your kids about Jesus. No, it's your job. Um, you definitely, yeah, and it, it is. It is your job. You kind of giggle, but it really yeah. is. And so um, part of that has also been like, for example, today we were riding our bike. Jane was quote unquote scared that cars were going to hit around the road, right? This we live na- in a cul-de-sac. This neighborhood is so quiet. Like there is a car that goes by the house every the mail truck. So yeah, three times a day. Like it is just there are just like no cars on on the street. So anyway, I was like, well, what are you scared of? And so she told me, and I said, well, why don't we pray? Because God is bigger than cars. He is bigger than your fears. He is bigger than whatever. Why don't we pray about it? She didn't want to, but we started planting the seed that God is bigger than these things, and we can depend on Him for you know, bravery, bravery yeah. for that support in those situations. Um, so was it a total success today? No, but did we start down that path? Yes. Um, the other, did you try? We did try. <laughs> oh, getting that girl to try new things is not easy. Anyway, uh, but uh, we also do a co-op with another family, and we've been doing the story of Moses. For several weeks now and so we've been delving into that and then at home i supplement that in our homeschool with um making sure we discuss our verse and then talking about the story and reading it as opposed to like the storytelling we do at co-op we'll read it here and then i try i need to start posting it so you know what verse i try to tell you this is our verse this week um so this week was be still from psalms something something i can't remember the reference but it's in psalms it's just be still is <laughs> A small part of the verse, but it's a big, important thing. You know, be still because then you can hear God talking to you Hmm. is kind of the overarching. So be still and you can hear him. Um, So anyway, definitely um, doing those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also read books, lots of books. We have way more children's books. We have so many, mostly because we go to the local library sale and you can buy a huge bag Bag of books. Yeah. For like a couple books. And, um, we go, we've gone 
several years in a row and we just have tons of books. My kids just sit there and they make piles and the librarians who are doing the sale love it. They just like stare at, like watch our kids sit there flipping through books and like they just eat it up. It's the cutest thing <laughs> ever. Um, so anyway, lots and lots of books so they can look at them and explore them, ask questions, um, making sure to read to them. Um, we do a lot of um, emotional talk, emotional IQ um, while reading books, especially stories where kids get upset or whatever the case may be. We mm-hmm. read Nuffle Bunny. Yep. Nuffle Bunnies are a really good one about reading emotions on people's faces and how does the little girl feel and because she loses her favorite bunny, blah, blah, blah. So um, anyway, so definitely reading books, taking advantage of outside. Yep. So. Yeah, we live, uh, your parents have. An acre. Yeah, about an acre. And so we'll just walk the perimeter of the yard. And, yes. You know, last week, week before, we went out with sticks and we we're just looking at different mushrooms in the grass. Yep. So yep. we'll do that or. Uh, we'll we, to... sorry, you go ahead. No. We go out and stomp on the crunchy pine cones. Mm-hmm. We go out and talk about the trees, the trunks, and the branches, and the needles, and the roots, and the... I mean, you can do that forever. We look for bunnies. We look for birds. We look for squirrels. We look for chipmunks. We look for the woodchuck that lives in the backyard, <laughs> and we make sure we stay away from him. Uh, the cats. Um, yeah. We look at the caterpillars. Yep. Other Those bugs. Yep. Um... We go fishing with the sticks. Yep. We jump in the leaves. We live... Um, Pull the weeds. There's a lake that backs up to the neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. So we go down to the main road, mm-hmm. one street over, and head down to the boat launch. Yep. So we'll go just watch at the at the yep. lake, yep. look at the water. Go throw rocks in. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, a little further down the street on the main road is a nature preserve. Yep. We've walked there before, yep. too. Yeah, it's just pointing out things and talking about things, picking things up, you know, touching stuff. Sometimes things you don't want to touch, but, you know, it's important for your kids to experience that. No, it's not dangerous. Just because you don't want to touch a bug doesn't make it dangerous. Mm. It just means you don't want to touch it. Um, So, yeah. Yep. Uh, asking questions. Yep. And answering them. That's very important is allowing your kids to ask questions and you answer them. Um. Giving them some challenges. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then just being a, an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of it. Yeah. So. But they learn a lot from us. So much. And sometimes I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Today mm-hmm. I had an experience that I was like, oh, man, I wish you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so being an example for the good and for the bad. Yeah. Know that they're watching. Bum, bum, bum. So, hey, hope you guys have enjoyed our episode on legacy of learning. Yes. Uh, you know, just so we went through, we defined legacy and got an idea biblically what it is and kind of where we're at. And so uh, we looked mm-hmm. at how we learn ourselves. Yes. And how we're getting our kids to learn. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Yes, definitely. We do, I hope. And uh, we appreciate it. Yep. 
And next time, we're going to be continuing this series on legacies. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. At Woodworker and White. You can check out our website and blog at www.woodworkerandwife.com. And if you have a question or want to reach out, please send us an email at woodworkerandwife at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.